But the gospel's not even to them. The Bible rights gives any man a right to leave and divorce and leave his wife that'll cut her hair. That's the Bible. That's thus saith the Lord. I am God's voice to you. I challenge your faith. She is the lowest of all animals that God put on the earth. He's the pig to begin with. Not a man, God. But it'll come to a prophet. In the height of William Branham's popularity, during the post-World War II healing revival, William Branham changed his public image to that of a Baptist minister who accidentally stumbled onto Pentecostalism. This version of his image is a fundamental part of his life story recordings, and as a result, is fundamental to his message cult following. If that story is removed, then all supernatural experiences doctrines, and events in his life related to his Baptist backstory are then also removed. In these versions of William Branham's stage persona, Branham claimed to have never heard of Pentecostalism in his early years as a Baptist minister. On vacation, without his wife, to Lake Pawpaw, Branham allegedly stumbled on to a Pentecostal revival in Mishawaka, Indiana, just outside of South Bend, where, oddly, he was asked to speak. When he returned, he tried to convince his wife to join the Pentecostal movement, but his mother-in-law allegedly would not permit her daughter to get involved. Branham then allegedly obeyed his mother-in-law, which he claimed to have resulted in his wife and daughter being killed by God during the Ohio River Great Flood of 1937. The deaths of his wife and daughter allegedly shook him enough to convert, and the stories built upon that foundation continue throughout his public ministry as a revivalist and later central figure of his cult of personality. The problem? The personality was the work of fiction, not an act of God. This, in of itself, seems insignificant. Whether William Branham was Baptist or Pentecostal, before becoming what he claimed to be the messenger for the previous age, should not matter. If, in fact, he was this messenger, and the events that he predicted to happen in the 20th century, or before 1977, came to pass. Though it may seem trivial on the surface, however, some of them raise very serious questions as to the intent and honesty about certain events that he claimed to be supernatural. When considering the different and conflicting views on the Godhead when speaking to different audiences, they present an even bigger question. Was William Branham even a Christian? After William Joseph Simmons was ousted from the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, Roy E. Davis was also out. Davis was a Baptist minister and evangelist from Texas who was Simmons' official spokesperson until publicly exposed in a bigamous relationship and ultimately imprisoned for bank forgery. For a period of time, Davis lived in Louisville, Kentucky, across the river from Branham's hometown in Jeffersonville. Many of his crimes caught up with him, including sexual crimes with underage females 
and for a period of time, Davis posed as a Pentecostal in Jeffersonville. By causing a local church to revolt against their pastor, Davis caused a church split and then started the Pentecostal Baptist Church, which Davis said was a Pentecostal assembly. William Branham's first wife, Hope Brumbach, was a leading member of that church, and Roy Davis baptized William Branham and ordained him as a minister in that Pentecostal assembly. When Roy Davis was extradited to Arkansas and ultimately to Texas for his crimes, William Branham assumed ownership of that Pentecostal assembly. The original church burned to the ground, after which William Branham opened the Billy Branham Pentecostal Tabernacle. Newspaper advertisements, government documents, and city directories record Branham's history as a Pentecostal minister, long before the timeline given in the life story accounts recorded in later years. The deed to his Pentecostal tabernacle was 1936, but according to Branham, his church was dedicated in 1933. His date does not appear to be accurate, but in either case, both William Branham and Hope Brumbach were aware of Pentecostalism and leaders in a Pentecostal assembly before the 1937 flood. Hope did tragically die, as Branham claimed, several months after the floodwaters subsided. Researchers studying the history that William Branham gave in these accounts have labeled Branham a oneness Pentecostal minister, meaning that Branham rejected the Trinitarian doctrine of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as one God. And rightfully so. This is what William Branham claimed, and in most cases, preached. According to Branham's doomsday theology, church members who accepted the Trinitarian doctrine were apostates, and the persons in the Godhead came from Satan himself. Like most Christians, this understanding of God is a life-or-death decision. Oneness Pentecostals believe that Trinitarians have accepted a false god, and vice versa. Unfortunately, History has been written based on Branham's stage persona, and not according to his actual history. Before specific audiences, William Branham preached the Trinitarian doctrine. In 1952, in Hammond, Indiana, Branham said that Jesus was the third person of the Trinity, and had been yesterday, today, and forever. He said this, now, if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and then he quotes, A little while, and the world seeth me no more, yet you'll see me, for I will be with you even in you, Jesus Christ comes into his church to his people to manifest himself through the people while he himself is setting at the right hand of the Father, sending back the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to live in human beings, to work through them, to show them the works that he did in the beginning, making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Erie, Pennsylvania, Branham prayed to the Trinitarian God, and he asked the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to visit his audience. In New York, Branham included himself in We Who've Accepted the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. 
across the river from his hometown in Jeffersonville in Louisville, Kentucky, Branham spoke individually to the Father and the Holy Spirit when he said, Now, Father, take the word, and may the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, come, take the word, and break it out to the people. At times, even in his hometown of Jeffersonville, Branham asked the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to come and take the word of God and place it into every heart. Understanding William Branham's usage of a stage persona is critical to both leaving his message personality cult and understanding it. Not only was his Baptist persona fundamental to the cult, each and everything that he associated to that persona is just as fundamental. Some core doctrines, such as either his rejection or accepting the persons of the Trinity, are tied to that fictional persona. And for a Christian, issues as significant as whether or not God is Trinitarian or not Trinitarian are mutually exclusive. If you are a Christian, you're either one or the other. If you are a Christian minister, you cannot be both.